Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K Muse. I'm K Drama Jen. I'm CL Kita. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our kimchi Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. I just would like to say to our listeners that I believe CL Kita has had just a little too much, I don't know, caffeine maybe? <laughs> just saying. See, I need some of that today because I am dragging so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I found a really old container of hand sanitizer. And that is why it's getting her high. And <gasps> oh, dear. Either Maybe. that or COVID quarantine has finally uh, taken its toll. Oh, my gosh. I think that, in, in all honesty, friends, I think that I am tired of the walls of my house. And, and this little bit of escapism, let's do it. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about the new drama, Train. It's one of those multi-universe drama concepts that connects the multiverses via Train, hence the title. It's via not overly deep on that. Yoon Shiyun. Yes. Awesome. And it stars Yoon Shiyun, which we all adore. So we're going to talk about the good and the bad and the meh. And kind of see where we come out on the whole show. So, where should we start? Well, let's start at the very beginning. The beginning's a very good place to start. Um, why did we start this drama? I started because Yoon Shiyun, and he had a new drama. And it has paranormal, time travel, maybe the potential for a shirtless scene. But I haven't seen anything good so far. Um, but Yoon Shiyun, that's my, that's my story. And for me, um, so when we talked about this in the beginning, it did sound really intriguing. I'd planned to watch it, sort of got away from it for a while and didn't start it. Was talking to, um, one of the, one of our other friends, one of our, um, Nunya business friends who was watching and loving. And so I thought, oh, I really need to start that. And then of course... You all were like, you know, we're going to podcast on it. And so today, I binged the first three episodes. Isn't and... that your MO, though? Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, and I I did it just because I really like multiverse time travel dramas, so I'll try every single one. I don't always stick with them, but I do give them all a try. And just in case you were wondering, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode so if you don't want to know what's going on, because there are some definite twists and turns in the first few episodes, uh, then you probably want to check it out at least through episode four-ish and then come back and listen to the podcast because we don't want to ruin all the surprises for you unless you want them to be ruined and then continue on and join us. Yes. So. Yoon Shiyun is back as the leading man. And what are our thoughts about his performance? So I'm going to start because I, first of all, I love him as an actor. I think he has made some interesting choices that I haven't always, I haven't always loved the shows that he's in, but I always am impressed by him as an actor. So 
I think he's doing a really great job in this, especially because there was like a little bit of a twisty turny thing that happened. And um, so you get to see him sort of have contrasting, it looks like at first, contrasting personalities. So that's um, my thinking about Yoon Shiyun. I always enjoy Yoon Shiyun as well. Um, I do think he has a slight tendency to do the over the top acting. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this show is going to be more subtle shows <laughs> uh, if I just had to take a wild guess because it's very dramatic he's very dramatic in all his various feelings in this show I, if I recall it's a relatively new director and a new writer and you can kind of tell just in some of the choices that they definitely are going for a very dramatic over-the-top reaction and while that's not always my favorite aspect of a show the story arc is keeping me intact enough where I can kind of ignore that uh, so I'm sure we'll talk about that more later but Yoon Shiyun's he's doing a usual job I mean I don't think he's any worse or any better than he is in most of his projects so he's doing okay okay so I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he really needs a strong partner in a drama or he he takes over everything because he's he's trying to carry it. And I'm anyway, so he's our leading man. His performance is great. He is the star of the show and he is carrying this. I feel like later on we'll talk about this some more, but I really want to know why there haven't been any shirtless scenes so far. <laughs> I mean, that is always a disappointment. <laughs> it's kind of been intense, though. I mean, it's it's sort of inappropriate when there's all these murders for him to like whip off his shirt. I, I haven't really seen a good opportunity yet. I know. You know oh, what? Found a dead body. Shirt there goes off. in this drama if there are suitcases in a drama then there should be some kind of a half-naked scene yeah well because they're all full of dead bodies (laughs) at least we're not seeing half-dead body nippies or anything that would be awkward that would be i know see ew so i don't know i always i could do with a nice brooding shower i would support a brooding shower he would be good at that I think you know, this is a brooding shower type of drama where he contemplates all his failures. Oh my gosh, he and... will totally. You know what? Though we have rain scenes, I can see him taking a shirt off in the rain. So here's <laughs> here's here's something that I that I remembered whenever I very first started watching this. He is he's he's aging well, so he's gone from that little baby puppy look to like oh he's a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a man. And I am totally and completely on board for seeing how the story progresses. But I have to be in the right mindset. So that's that's all I got right now. So, and I think I will describe how you do have to be in the right mindset later on when we're discussing some more aspects of it. Because it's been an up and down train ride for me. <laughs> but... Let's talk about Kung So Jin, who's playing the plucky prosecutor, and in the other world, she plays a plucky cop who is in love with the son of her father's killer, hypothetically. 
Or at least we think so in the first two episodes. Later on, we learn that's not the case. But in the first few episodes, we think that his father killed her father back in the day. What do we think about her? I will admit I'm not a fan. She has one expression. It's very angsty, constipated, I'm being dramatic expression. And that is all we get pretty much through the whole show. She has a really good story arc and a good storyline. And I'm really impressed with how they've weaved her into both worlds. But the actress is very off-putting for me. So I have a different opinion. Um, And here's where I actually stopped watching after episode two because I got a little irritated. Yoon Shiyun is really pretty and I like him a lot. But I feel like the director has made a choice to focus more on him, not as much on her. And as I was watching, it was really bothering me because she may not be the strongest actress, but she would speak and they would be focusing on the face of every other character. You can't really act or showcase your acting abilities if you're doing voice acting. Well, see, and I think I disagree with you on that. I think maybe she was just so boring that you spaced out some of the time the camera was on her. (laughs) Because in episode two, I felt she was the focus. Like, she was constantly the subject. It was her face. And the director does flash back and forward between whoever's talking a lot. I mean, that's the director's style. And I got mad. It's the same if he's talking to any of the other characters. It flashes back and forth drastically through expressions. But I felt that she was on screen a lot with that same expression that lasted forever. See, and and I thought that it was more of her. She was on the edge of the frame and they were focusing on so many other things. So it's almost like. I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's like she wasn't important. And this is her story. And I felt like they kept focusing on, on everything but her, even whenever it was her story. And I got really irritated and I was like, I don't want to watch this. So and I don't remember I don't remember my frame of mind, but I was like, this just feels like the Yoon Shiyun show. And I like him. I love him. But if we're going to have another character speaking and telling her story, I kind of want to see her reactions. She had none. She literally had no reactions. Okay. It was the same expression. So I just finished binging this. So I got to see it, like, everything connected. And I didn't have the sense that there was an imbalance. Like, I thought they that... They show Yun Shiyun, they show her, they show the um, the chief, the police chief, they show the... I thought it actually has a really good balance of side characters and the two of them. Um, and I feel like episode two was really all about her. So I didn't... I don't... Hmm. And quite frankly, I'm good with the Yun Shiyun show. Show me <laughs> so in some my abs. Defense, in my defense... I had somebody else take a look and they said it wasn't as drastic as how I felt, but they could understand how I felt. So (laughs) thank you. No, I'm a geek. All right. And before you like get on me for not liking the actress, because I know sometimes that happens. I was like, okay, she's playing two characters. 
I'm going to watch forward. The, the multiverse version of her comes in episode four. So it's a whole different character with a different life. So I'm like, okay, maybe it was a director's decision to play this actress a certain way. And then there'll be some comparisons with the future version. And I have to say that there was no difference. It could have been the same character in both worlds because <laughs> there was no change in expressions. It was the same angsty, I'm troubled expression. You know, there was no happy, there was no sad, there's no variations. And so I, I do have problems with the actress. I'm really liking the story all around. So I'm able to continue watching. But if it was if I it was a bad story and I was just watching and she was on all the time, I would have issues. I actually liked I thought she did pretty well in the first world because um, she did actually emote and she did cry. Like there were some scenes that I thought were really good. Um, The crying scenes were good on both sides. I will admit the crying scene was good where she found out the truth. I thought and when she confronted the chief. Yeah. I thought that was a really powerful scene, and I was impressed with that. I just don't like it when that's your set basic yeah. visual, I guess, is a good way of putting it. You know, she kind of has a slight case of the resting mopey face. And, yeah. And and maybe she'd be different in a different um, show with a different director, but it's just not working for me in this one. Hmm. Well... So we're all over the board on this. (laughs) We are. And that's what makes it fun. It's, you know, sometimes we echo each other and it's great to agree on something, but a little bit of a a little bit of spice in our conversations doesn't hurt anything. Speaking of something that adds some interest, serial killers. (laughs) How's the show doing so far with serial killer suspense? That is quite the intro there. Speaking of something that adds a little spice to your life, how about some serial killers? Although we did have a whole podcast on hot serial killers for like Valentine's Day or something, didn't we? We did. And you guys know I've been marathoning Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So I am like prime serial killer. I can solve this mode. I think it's it's wonderfully creepy. It is. Like, the whole rain and the dumping of the bodies in a multi-universe is very creepy. I am terribly just, like, got chills. And just hearing the echo of suddenly a train signal come out of nowhere. It was creepy. Well, and also you have the the former stepbrother who, like, just repeats, you know, like different words that lead them to find where the bodies are and things like that. Like they, they've played each of the pieces, I think really well to, to make it feel eerie and creepy. And just when you have it figured out, something switches and I don't know. I mean, we start out with a scene where you've got the person in a big hooded, like um, raincoat dragging the, suitcase with blood dripping off it like that was like the opening scene and i was marvel completely completely drawn in i was like oh what and it's just crazy like the way it goes back and forth between the different time periods in the beginning and then the different worlds um later on and 
yeah, a serial killer with a possible ghost train with, I mean, it's just, because the train isn't supposed to run on those tracks, right? Like, it's yeah, in his world, it's, it's not there. Yeah, so. crazy. Uh, I really like, I think that this director's strong suit is that suspenseful scenes. Every single one has been very creepy. You just feel chills. You kind of like get the, you know, where it's just like going through your system. You're like, oh, this is so cool. I almost lost my computer. Characters are dialoguing that it's not as strong. But when it comes to the creepy visuals, it's really yeah. working for me. Well, and the, even the jump fact, like, because I, like I said, I almost lost my new computer because something <laughs> happened. I can't even remember what it was. And I, like, I went, ah! and I moved it. You weren't on the treadmill, were you? I was not. Not this time. But I've learned my lesson with that. But I I did have my um, laptop in my lap. And, yeah, I was, I jumped. I can't well, and remember I, what it was, actually. But it was early on. Yeah. I really like that we don't know who this mysterious serial killer is. They do try to do a red herring and make it seem that it is the version that is him in the other verse. Um, but we we find out a little later it isn't. And the killer knows that he has come into his universe and that he's um, stalking him. So he starts stalking Yoon Shi Yoon's character back. Yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of really creepy things going on, and it's just so good. And we'll talk about one of the most suspenseful moments in a little while. But first, let's talk multiverse trains. Let's talk multiverse trains. I mean, I'm not really sure what to say about them, except that um, here we are in one world. There's not supposed to be a train. And suddenly it appears, but it appears as like, so Yoon Ji-yoon's character thinks he's like losing his mind because it appears like as a ghost train. And then later on, we have our, I can't remember what our character's name is. I just can think of uh, Kim So-jin's character actually like reaches out and touches it. So I don't know if it's on a rainy night, if it becomes real, there's something we do discover that it is the rain that causes this phenomenon and it's a very specific train so uh it's when the specific train is running and it's a rainy night it goes through the multiverse and ends up in this spot as a station and it just stops and then no one realizes it except the killer and now yun shi yun and so it is kind of one of those what the crap is going on and I thought it was interesting because they try to explain it with Yoon Shi Yoon saying, well, there's this ghost tell about this train. In Europe. That, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, just say that there's an unknown train. Like, yeah. Don't try to say it's a ghost train or whatever it is or that there's some secret story about it. It's like. Just tell us this train goes between universes when it rains, and I'll accept it. I mean, this isn't supposed to make logical sense, I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So are we going to have to just basically say suspend your... Uh, I um... think we need to suspend, yes. Okay. I, I, there's something to, that goes to the rest of it, and my brain just went... Disbelief. Yeah. 
Suspend your disbelief. But we do find out in like episode four or five that it is a very specific train from this other universe that when it runs on a rainy night, that's the one that will will go through. So we do Hmm. discover that. There's no real explanation as to why other than ghost train, but... (laughs) Maybe we'll figure that out later. Who knows? We have a ton of side characters joining us in this show. Are they memorable or meh? <laughs> well, and and I it I go back and forth on this because you have the same characters in both universes, and they actually are very similar. There's not these huge differences so far that you can see between one universe to the other universe. There's slight changes, like maybe one wears glasses and the other doesn't, but it's not significant. So, like, um, Superman and Clark Kent? Uh, not even that deep. No. Uh, pretty much they have the girl that's the um, I like her. Attendant. I love yes, her. I like oh, her, yeah. too. I like her. In the new universe, she doesn't have glasses and has a slightly di- more wavy hairstyle. And oh, she's, so, I mean, that changes everything. And she's his ex-girlfriend. Yes, they're exes, but they're still close friends-ish that call each other out of nowhere. <laughs> but but, um, but he hasn't talked to her in like years. If you're like, yes, they yes. avoided each other. So, cause I just so watched that part. The and new I was like, Ooh. Yoon from the other universe comes and starts like calling her and giving her hugs and discussing. And cause he kind of takes the place of his alternate version. And so he's dealing with all these same characters, but they have different opinions about him because in this universe, I think it's considered that he might be like a drug addict and possibly a murderer. And so there's a lot of suspicion and distrust. But I think in this universe, he really is a drug addict. Possibly. Well, he kind of was in the previous one too, (laughs) because he was, you know, popping all those illegal pills. So, but he went, but he went to a, a doctor to get those pills in the, in yeah, the first universe. Yeah, but someone said, oh, these are actually stimulants. They're not They're not the pills that he said he was taking. Really? So they're actually like, yeah, I'm, remember when the director had them? Um, I know, they took away all of his stuff, but I thought that... Yeah, um, she had um ID what the pills actually were, and they were like saying they're like a stimulant. Hmm. So I think he was. Because I thought I think he was popping them just to get energy and to keep going. Mm. So I don't think they were his mental medication. Got it. But let's put on my not a doctor hat here. Certain medications combined with other supplements and medications can enhance the effect or take away from the effect. And so it could just be one big convoluted issue. True. But I do know that there was a big issue that he was taking them. So my guess is they were something he was not supposed to be taking. Because that's kind of when they took his badge and everything away. Is it's, once she found out about that. It's much clearer in the other universe where he's actually uh, he's, shooting he's up. doing some drugs. Yeah. yeah. So, But as far as side characters, what do yes, you think, Siokita? <laughs> I think that I love the whole surreal feeling of someone that you know that you don't know, 
because these characters are all the same and different. That's kind of, since I stopped after episode two and I have yet to go back and pick it up, I will because, you know, I'm holding out hope here that something will change. and Maybe my mind is just in the wrong mindset and I need to change that. I Um, think it will get better because remember, I had a lot of problems with three because the first two episodes just I I had a really hard time. I liked the creepy stepbrother because he had like actual I mean his role was he did he did well at making me hate him and kind of feel sorry for him because you know I don't think it's the same person. Is he the same person or is he like uh, anyway this whole interchangeable one person from each side I feel like that's the new theme. This is the new amnesia because we just saw some of that in um, Emperor. So maybe that's the new amnesia is people that are not really doppelgangers, but doppelgangers, which is kind of interesting because you think about the fact that like, apparently all of us have two or three people that look just like us somewhere in the world. It's kind of crazy to think about parallel lives. And again, the stepmom and the stepbrother were the ones that stood out to me the most because it, it was just, you know, that complete personality change. Yeah. And for me, the I think the side characters, so some of the cop characters don't seem memorable to me just because they seem like every other cop character in an OCN drama. Yeah. But, but definitely the, the stepbrother is a very... It adds a creep factor for sure. Like even when he's walking, he's like dragging the shovel. Like that was like, ooh. and then I love the kind of like CSI girl, um, the forensics analysis person. Um, I really like her a lot in both worlds. And there's a couple of the, like, so there's a lot of like side character cops, but there were a there's a couple that um, is it Woon or Woo or Detective Woo? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he, he kind of stands out a bit more mm-hmm. than the others. And then the girlfriend of the drug dealer. Like, I really thought she stood out, too. Like, she... She did a good job. And I yeah. like how they used her to show how things might be slightly different. But in the end, they're the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was very interesting. Yes. So. It, so I am enjoying that part of it. But were we surprised they killed off a version of our leading lady in episode two? I'm going to tell you what, it knocked me, you could knock me down with a feather. It was very surprising. I did not expect that. I did not expect his reaction. How do I put this? You know, he was so standoffish and they had such an interesting push pull relationship that um, I didn't expect him to be quite so broken quite so soon. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, if you watch episode three, he gets more broken. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my. Like, he goes into full, he's about to commit suicide mode when the train shows up again. So, I mean, he is just devastated. But they're both is killed. They're both kind of broken anyway. I mean, if you, there's a, there's a whole scene like way, way back in the, I guess in the first universe, um, where they're both like on the train tracks after after he loses his dad and discovers that his dad is a, uh, or he thinks his dad killed somebody. 
And then oh, yeah, that was bad. Right. And then she is like devastated because she lost her father. And so there's this whole like, yeah, they're both kind of broken. But over time, it w- I do love that the way the going back to the parallel universe piece, like it does show how slight changes can kind of change a pathway. He's thinking the same thing, like where they show that in one world he was late meeting his dad and the other he wasn't because he stopped and talked to the girl. And get, or the, where he yeah. gave his umbrella to her, and so she yes. went, went home, and then the other, yeah, it was. I agree. It like was I, interesting. Yeah, I well, like that. and it, I do like the aspect that in one world she didn't know that his father supposedly killed her dad, but in the other world she does know, mm-hmm. and so even though the dad wasn't convicted of the crime because there wasn't enough evidence, there's this aminosity. Aminos- between the two of them that wasn't present when she was ignorant of all the facts. Wait, and so but it, he he was convicted in the sec- in the second world cuz he'd served 10 years in prison. Well, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't dead. He was sorry. How yeah. did I said he was convicted even though he always claimed he was innocent, but it wasn't a life sentence or anything. It was, you know, he he said he was framed or, you know, I guess yeah, everyone he always thought claimed he was he framed. Was framed. It wasn't shown that he did it out of malice, you know. Right. But, and he he does, he's, yeah, he was drunk. He didn't, he still isn't even sure. Like, he doubts himself. And so, but sorry, because that's not really the question that Selkita (laughs) asked, which was, were we surprised? I was shocked. Like, I was thinking that when the gun got pulled, like, and I heard the gunshot, I was thinking, okay, she probably wrestled the gun away, or there must have been something. I couldn't believe it. And I was as well shocked, you know, I really wasn't expecting that to happen. I actually like how they did that. So there's not two versions of her running around. If they are going to do any kind of romance between the two, I think it is definitely better that it's not between the version that was ignorant of the facts the whole time. Um, and he definitely kept himself away. And even though he obviously had feelings for her, he never delved into those because of his guilt. Um, so that does open up possibilities with the other version to explore something different. So I really like that they're not trying to juggle two versions of her back and forth and that there's only one leading lady, even though there's two possible leading men. So which really brings well, us. To I our- want one. which really brings us to our next question which is about the multiple roles like who's really doing well where might it be lacking so i really love as i had said the csi girl and i'm not as far in as you are akimuse but the yunshiun version that get so they get they kind of like switch places they the, the first from the first world goes to the other world and the other world comes to this world or the first world and so where I am, he just woke up from like, I don't know, he would passed out or something. And so the CSI girl is there. I think that there's some possibility that the two of them could hook up in this new world. So that's what I'm rooting for, because I like her. She is definitely one of the better characters um, in the show beyond our two leads. I think she has the most to do out of all side characters and she's doing a really good job of seeming different, but the same. Yeah. So 
I haven't gotten far enough in to really have a, <laughs> an informed opinion on this. The only person that I've seen in the re- the actual dual role was the girl with the, the scar on her neck. Mm. Um, and I thought, you know, and I she, thought that was interesting. And, and she was dead. Was dead <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so the live girl did a great job of being alive. Um, and the dead girl was really good at being dead. I, I, I think that was um, so... Yeah. <laughs> that was super creepy, though. That's when I was like, oh, like, it's... Could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Well, and I was... I think that one thing I am going to have problems with is the two Yoon Shi Yoon characters. There isn't as much distinction between the two of them. Um, one has bloodshot eyes because he's probably a druggie. But other than that, you know, I don't know if... There's significant, like, I can just visually look at one and go, oh, that's that version, world's version, you know. So I think, again, that might be a slight directing issue. Maybe they need different haircuts or something. I don't know. His hair is more like the, you know, CEO style, like that's like Yeah, back but more. It, it's still very subtle. It's He's not got a, a little more like a little guy liner on the side. It takes me a second side. to figure out which oh, version guy-liner. I'm watching I love sometimes. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the guy liner. So, I love guy liner. Anytime there's guy liner, you either have a villain or somebody who's secretly a rock star. So, he's got to have like a bad boy <laughs> side. So, but nothing but- says- bad boy like guy liner so let's just talk about the pacing problems is it ruining the show or are we okay with it because i think there is some definite pacing issues like and i know this wasn't as much for cl Kita, but i did notice that it was very focused on the main girl's story in episode two and then episode three it was only Yoon Chi Yoon crying and in pain and traumatized. I think if I had been able to like kind of binge it straight through, it would have been better for me. Yeah, I can tell you, um, and I'm, I know I'm jumping yeah, in here, but I can tell you by binging it, I I don't even know what you mean by pacing problems. I'm and I that was completely drawn in. Yeah, because I you have that weak pause, and then you have one of all one thing, and then it switches the other and once i binged episode four and five together it definitely i was back in but i think this is definitely one you need to watch huge chunks all in one go and it'll be a better story agree i think that maybe the pacing problems could have been part of what i had so much of an issue with what of like the directorial um decisions in the first couple of episodes i didn't know what they were getting at. And I didn't feel like they were focusing on what they were supposed to focus on. So I'm hoping that kind of got it together and I'll try to make it through four whole episodes, but right now I'm kind of, eh. so just binge it and you'll, you'll be able yeah, to see it, the difference. I think binging it is a better experience. And I think this is a lot that it's just a newer writer and newer director. And maybe they just don't have as much experience. Um, shifting the narrative forward. The K-drama gen way is just to binge it. So, you know, wait until the last minute and spend all day watching. (laughs) So, real quick though, we've watched a few episodes. Would you recommend it? I actually would. I'm enjoying it, especially now that I've gotten back to it. I don't know why I had issues with episode three. I might have been in a funk. 
but I'm so glad that I did go back last night and start watching again. And it's really drawn me back in story-wise. So I'm enjoying it. And Sealkita? I don't know. I'm I'm really much I'm really much. Um, I'm really on the fence here. I like the idea of it, but I did not enjoy what I watched like I thought I would. Hmm. So I'll give it four full episodes and then we'll see. And for me, I'm I'm actually hooked. I got drawn in and I want to know exactly what's going to happen next. So I would recommend it. I especially, you know, it's an OCN drama. It has that kind of gritty feel that they often have. Um, but it sort of, because it has a twist, I, I'm really enjoying it. And I think that if you can sit down and watch episode after episode, it does sort of feel like it flows better. Um, and I'm, there's a lot of suspense. So definitely, there is. you know, don't be on your treadmill with your laptop because this is lots of jumping and, ah, so... Anyway, so thank you for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there's a specific actor or theme you would like us to discuss, then just let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 